So here we are. It is Friday night in the hellscape that is the land of COVID. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is Tony. This is Todd. Allegedly. And this is allegedly. <laughs> we don't know anymore. No, no. Can't be certain of anything nowadays. This is the return of the Getting Off Topic podcast. Oh. Air horn, air horn. <laughs> Annoying DJ sounds. <laughs> I don't even know. I still haven't had time because I've been working all damn day. I, I don't know if I want to dig up uh, the old piano jaunty music we had or if I should just go for something fresh and more exciting or something. I, I, don't, I don't even know. But I guess I'll figure that out. Go with this your weekend. heart, man. Go with you, my heart. <laughs> you play guitar. Well, whip or, something up on guitar, man. I could. I just. I actually have been listening to a lot of Mark Maron's podcast lately. Have you ever listened to him? Nah, I. That's one of the podcasts that I never picked up. Oh, I finally did. I mean, he's been doing. He was like one of the first people to do it. I think he um, was the first. It was him and Adam Carolla. The first, yeah. Uh, but he plays he plays a little electric guitar every episode, which is kind of cool. That's how he closes out. But yeah, yeah, I, I did not think we would be back, but here we are after... Actually, I looked it up. Our last episode, I mean, minus the sort of weird test run that we did like two months ago or something, uh, we hit record last, which would have been episode 167 of the original run, July... Was it June or July 2017, I believe. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. That's when I was still living with you guys. Oh, it there it is. Three years ago. Yeah, July 23rd, 2017. Episode 167, Thor's Windmill. Which I'm pretty sure was a dick joke. <laughs> Wasn't all of our titles pretty much dick jokes? Probably. I really enjoyed I I did. Uh, our, uh, our Instagram account still exists, and I kind of uh, gained access to that again, kind of kind of brought it back up. Yeah, the uh, episode titles. They were always oh. pretty good. Usually, usually they were pulled from something one of us said. Some rant, yeah, when we had the good ones, my, some of the early ones are my favorite ones. Back when we were still feeling very fresh and creative, um, when we, the prime rib directive. That was a good one. We were talking Star Trek and, uh, and that awesome barbecue place in Huntington Beach that you yeah. made us all fall in love with. Yeah, that was good Which, times. by the way, they closed and then reopened under a different name. It's the same oh, owner. But they, they did reopen under a different name now. Oh, wow. That was good. That was good eating. Yes. That was really good eating. I, I miss that place so much. I haven't been there since, I think... No, I did go there one time when I came down to Orange County for a job interview. Uh, <clears throat> I went there, and it was just as good as ever. But that's the only time that I've had it in like the past three and a half years. I wonder if I could even handle that much... Meat. I mean, I never went full vegan like Meg did. You can't um, handle I, your meat anymore. I don't know if I can handle my meat anymore. Uh, at least not to that <laughs> that level. The level of meat is too damn high. Uh, <laughs> uh, like a giant thing, of, like you know, a mountain of pork or something that, that you would get from that place. Um, I mean, I, I'll still occasionally have 
like a pepperoni pizza or something. Uh, but, uh, you know, for the most part, Meg and I are, you know, shoving broccoli in our eyes, quinoa up our ass, uh, just, yeah. Living that boring adult healthy life that you have to once you hit around 35 and take a scary blood test. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, eh. Oh, well. But yeah. So, so how, how are we doing? How, how are you still enjoying your quarantine life? Oh, yeah. I, I don't want this to change. Uh, although I do need like a vacation out of this apartment. Yeah. Like, I want to go somewhere else that's enclosed that's just not here. Yeah. <laughs> if you can understand what I mean. Like, yeah. I want to go somewhere else and be inside, just not it be here. Just not these damn four walls. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like I, I'd like to rent a cabin up in Big Bear or something, but uh, I don't know. I think maybe that's that's probably what I'll end up doing next year or sometime early next year, maybe in the winter. Yeah, Hopefully that's if a, there's some snow up there. That's pretty much what the whole world has been doing. If you've seen the things that have gone up in price since quarantine started was uh, workout gear for home and camping supplies. Um, and we actually did. I ended up buying a shitload of stuff because Meg and I have been saying for years, like, oh, yeah, we got to go camping. And then we just never did. And so finally, um, we arranged to go up to uh, the south end of Mammoth. And then a week yeah, before yeah, yeah. our reservation, the entire state caught fire. So that was a bust. Yeah, two of the but. biggest fires in state history. In fact, the biggest state, the the biggest fire in state history. The uh, I think it was the Camp Fire. I think it was called. I'm not sure. Uh, it's the one up in Northern California that burned pretty much all around, like Santa Santa Clara, that area, mm-hmm. uh, like just east or just just west of the uh uh wine valley napa wine valley and then uh there was the bobcat fire which was the one that burned just a few miles north of me actually it was like uh, the closest point to to me that it was was about four and a half miles and i could see it if you if when i walked out to my uh to my uh parking lot i could see the orange glow of the flames and then not only that, but like two of the worst days, um, <clears throat> everything was an orange glow. Like the entire sky was fucking Blade Runner. And yeah. it was literally ash raining down like it was a scene out of fucking Dante's Peak. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah it was... there's still a little bit of ash left on my car. I washed my car once uh, after the ash had stopped falling. But then there was one more day of like ash falling, like two or three days later. So there's a slight coating on my car still. <laughs> Just slight remnants of the apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that from the way people described it. I mean, I'm. This is the one time that Meg and I are uh, feeling pretty lucky to be um, like so far out west in the dead center of the like gross city grid area of Orange County. <laughs> Uh, because we're nowhere near all the green and you know beautiful mountains and everything that were just raining hellfire on everybody, so we didn't get much uh, you know smoke or, or you know any ash falling or anything like very tiny, very minimal compared to everywhere else. Where I, from what I was hearing from people who were closer to it, it reminded me of way back in 2003. Uh, I had just graduated high school and the um, 
uh, it was the Cedar Fire down around San Diego. Uh, that was a huge one, and it was like right in our backyard. So it was, and uh, and I was actually <laughs> working for the grocery store. I was working for Vons, and we had a union strike. So I was out on the picket line with the, po- the with the apocalyptic like fire sky, just nothing but gray and red and orange and ash raining down on me getting paid like eight bucks an hour from the union to, to strike. Wow. My, uh, my first experience with wildfire was actually down in San Diego. Um, so there was the fire you were talking about. And then there was like, uh, five years later in the 2008, 2009 fire season, there was the big fire that hit, uh, like the Poway area. Yeah. And, uh, can't remember the name of that fire but that fire was big because it was actually starting to come down into like the mira mesa sorrento and kearney mesa areas and if you remember the office uh down in san diego it was right on that big long canyon that that went all the way past black mountain up into poway and uh that fire actually started to come down that canyon so they actually evacuated the call center for for a bit and i uh I was out of the call center for three days. Uh, I was the first. I was actually one of the first six employees to come back to the call center once they uh, started opening the call center back up. It was mm-hmm. me and the the overnight team. We came in first, and good lord, was that nuts! <laughs> like it was nonstop back to back. There was like air purifiers every like six feet, so it sounded like a literal wind tunnel in there. <laughs> Like, the customers couldn't hear you. You couldn't hear the customers, and you're still supposed to be trying to, to help people. Like, that was awful. <laughs> trying to do customer service, like, out on an airplane hangar. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> or on the runway. <laughs> and and it's not like the, 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 the evacuation warning was completely lifted. Like, there was still an evacuation warning that we could be, we could be evacuated from the call center again at any moment. Good times. Mm. Yeah. Good times to be working for a corporate America. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, like you, I've definitely been enjoying um, uh, and feeling very blessed uh, to be, um, I mean, in all seriousness, yes, to be working from home this whole time. And like you, I, I don't want to go back to the office. I, I don't, I don't, I don't need to. This works. Uh, I, I hope they see that it works. And um, yeah. Unf- but anyway. Unfortunately, our, our company is, is too old school. Our CEO would have to retire or die for it, it to happen. Yeah. Like, well, there's, anyway. all kinds of, there's all kinds of tech giants in uh, San Francisco and that kind of, that, that are based in that area that have already said, okay, well, we're just going to make this permanent. Yeah. Pandemic yeah, I, or not. This, yeah, is, this the... is going to be the default state of things. Yeah, Jack. Dorsey, I think his name is, the, the CEO Twitter. of Twitter, whoever he is. Yeah, he was one of the first uh, to come out and say, like, yeah, this is great. This works. I mean, they're probably, like, saving a bunch of office space money and stuff. So <laughs> they uh, they were like, yeah, we'll make this permanent. And I actually today, uh, this afternoon, uh, was I was farting around on Facebook. And in one of my finance groups, some young dude from San Francisco, some tech guy, said, like, hey, my company just uh, decided to make work from home permanent, so I'm moving to San Diego. <laughs> you recommend any uh, <laughs> any spot, good spots around town? Like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, congrats, the, but I hate the, you. 
<laughs> like that is the absolute dream. Like if I could keep my current wages right now and my and our our company says, "Okay, it doesn't matter doesn't matter the, the office is not coming back." So you will forever be remote and there's no requirement to come into the office ever for any reason. Mm-hmm. I would move to like fucking Montana or Wisconsin in an instant. Just because go. Not, not that I want to leave, leave California. I love it here. I love being in Southern California, but I will never get ahead. I will never get ahead when I'm paying just as much rent here as somebody that owns a mansion on five acres in Wisconsin. Uh huh. In fact, yeah. I'm paying. Uh, there was a there's a popular streamer that that I watch every now and again, and he had just bought a house in uh, Wisconsin, right on a lake. It's like a seven-bedroom house on two and a half acres, something like that. He's paying, his mortgage is less than half of what I'm paying on rent for a 700-square-foot apartment. Uh, living in California hurts. It does. <laughs> why so do, Why much. do we do this? Why do we do this to ourselves? To uh, be fair, though, it does freeze, like literal freeze, not... California, oh my god, it's freezing. It literally gets below zero there sometimes. Mm-hmm. So there's that to deal with. But yeah. also we have fires to deal with and earthquakes. So Yeah, you can freeze or be on fire. <laughs> yeah, it's a trade. Yep. This is the world we live in now. You get one or the other. You don't you don't get the nice happy in in, in between. Exactly. Oh yeah, but. and there was that uh, did you feel did you feel that big earthquake we had a couple weeks back? It was uh, it was actually closer to you than it was to me, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I don't even remember what time of day it was. Actually, it might have been night, because I think uh, me and Meg were just chilling in front of the TV. Yeah, it was um, later at night, like 11, 12 o'clock, I think, something like yeah. that. Meg says hi, by the way. Hi, Meg! She doesn't want to get in front of the camera. <laughs> I mean, this will be a podcast, uh, just an audio podcast eventually anyway, but, yeah. Um, yeah, well, now that we've griped sufficiently, like old people that we are. Hey, we're both... <laughs> In our mid-30s, we have to do that. That's just yeah. like the law. If you're a mid-30s white male... Yeah, you... card care. I'm... Hey. I mean, I, I guess I'm close enough. <laughs> you count as a white male. Yeah, I guess I'm close enough. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess uh, that's that's just what life does to you. But that's kind of why... Yeah. Part of the reason I wanted to restart this thing, I've been thinking about it for actually a long time even before quarantine and COVID and everything just because I don't know because I was bored um and and it's just nice to especially now talk about things uh of the nerdy variety whatever random things we want to talk about uh that aren't the political landscape political landscape (laughs) or Debbie Downer COVID yeah it just I'm so winded I, I mean I'm just to the point of, I was telling Meg the other day, like, I'm at the point where any, any political conversation just leaves me feeling like a hundred, like just sucks the life right out of me, like, like life sapped out of me, like I just drank from the wrong grail, like I, I just, I can't do it anymore, I'm just, I'm, I mean, I, I, ballots in the mail, it's done, the deed is done, just waiting it out, and, um, trying to, uh, Avoid social media for my own sanity. I, I get that. Like the last, 
The last year has been completely dominated by two topics. COVID and he who shall not be orange named. <laughs> yeah. So any anything, anytime we get an opportunity to talk about anything other than those two subjects, it's always welcome. It's always a lightener on your soul. So yeah, I, I get I agree. It. Yeah. The world needs art and laughs and idiots asking you to subscribe to their dumb podcast so (laughs) we are here for it we are here for you ladies and gentlemen uh and we should get to it because there is actually a lot of geek news not all of it is just well that thing's canceled well that thing's delayed well that and this uh but there is a lot of that too yeah (laughs) well you were just saying before we hit record that uh you were you were diving back into the world of uh of trek and there is so much trek to go around they're going like full they're going full disney star wars right now aren't they they're like we're gonna have disney marvel not even star wars they're going full on fucking marvel at this point yeah another tv show another tv show what's that random side character give him a show and then we're gonna have a movie every year it's gonna be great so yeah. right now they have, in live production that are on air, they have three shows. They have uh, Lower Decks, which is the new cartoon uh, adult show that they have. I've which heard is, nothing but great things. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Like, yeah. everybody should watch it. Even if you're not a Trek fan, I think you should give it a chance. If you have access or if you have a friend that can loan you their, like, CBS Network password or something like that, watch it. It's funny. If you love uh, TNG Trek, if you love uh, stuff that's like Rick and Morty style-ish, like there's a lot of Rick and Morty humor just toned like way, way down, way, mm-hmm. way down. But there's not a lot quite of, as depraved. <laughs> yeah, th- there's no there's no depravity in it. It's just like a random monster will swallow somebody this happens in the first episode so it's not really that big of a spoiler and then they go with all of that and then uh just the animation style and and all that good stuff and the characters are like exaggerated to the 10th degree type thing and it's it's that kind of fun and then we also have uh star trek picard which uh came out at the end of last year into the beginning of this year which was I thought it was a great show. There were there's like division in uh, Trekdom over uh, Picard. Yeah, I heard but it had I, a different vibe to it or something that some people loved, some people didn't appreciate. I still haven't watched it. Yeah, it's so it's it's more it's a more serious and uh, it's sort of a like almost like a spy show type thing. Not necessarily a spy, but like a undercover like picard pi jean-luc pi <laughs> oh I mean, what was there's, what was there's the name of his uh, he had his holodeck uh private eye character he always loved to play oh, what was pop quiz hot shot i don't even know i, I, I remember dick something whatever pi <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was <clears throat> i don't know how to explain it it was sort of like this mission, it's been a, it was a, a Mission Impossible. Set. The mission is disavowed. Star Trek is, or uh, the Federation uh, will not support you type thing. If, if you get caught, you're on your own. You can't, <laughs> your, your Star Trek Admiralty does not carry any weight anymore type thing. <laughs> um, 
so that was that style and then you have now discovery which just launched its uh third season on thursday was the first episode and it was actually pretty good um it's more of the the jj style trek with uh a lot of shaky cam and lens flare and just like shiny new tech everywhere and all kinds of crazy craziness going on so the younger you are the more you'll love it yeah pretty much yeah. like i liked it but i was thinking for like the entire there's a, a a big battle scene that takes like i don't know 10 minutes or something like that the entire time i'm like would you stabilize the motherfucking cam this is not the born identity you motherfuckers <laughs> oh, you are God. not jason born stabilize the fucking cam <laughs> forgot uh. about that born i forget which one of the movies it was maybe it was all of them i don't know i, oh, they I just were, they were all bad with the shaky uh, cam yeah i just remember there there is an art to it and then there's a point where it gets so excessive like you can't you can hardly follow any of the action well that's that was was what was going on with this with this episode like it was a good episode but the shaky cam was just like it's it's so heavy that i cannot see what's what's happening like you have this big shiny set and this big giant fight set piece and you can't concentrate on any of it because the cam is shaking so much it's not mild shake it's like if the cam was doing this <laughs> uh, like i know this is not playing with the podcast <laughs> because nobody's going to be able to see that but i just yeah. moved my webcam around a bunch yeah basically if the camera operator was having a grand mal seizure <laughs> exactly exactly while filming yeah, so they've got so they've got that. They've got uh, they were even doing a, a Captain Pike show spinoff off yeah, of so, Discovery because yeah. he was in the first season or two. So that's the the next phase. The next phase is they have three shows currently in production. So they've got three active shows, and they've got three shows that are in pre-production. They have um, I forget the name of it, but it's a kids show on Nickelodeon with uh, the, the 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 recent news with this one is Janeway has. Re- been confirmed to come back for that show she's going to lead her voice as Janeway Um, it's about kids who find a broken down uh, abandoned uh, spaceship and they go on adventures so I don't Mm -hmm. know how Janeway's going to relate to that maybe she's like the commandant of an academy or something or maybe she's related to one of the kids I don't know how that's going to uh, come into play but there's that show and then we hit uh star trek prodigy that's the name of it right and then, yeah. uh <clears throat> the second one is star trek strange new worlds and that is with captain pike it's uh anson mount is the actor that plays captain pike um and rebecca remain is in it as his number one oh uh, neat the guy that played spock in the strange new worlds is uh or in discovery is coming back for spock in that uh, so it's going to take place, uh, during the, uh, second five-year mission of, uh, the Enterprise with, uh, Pike in it, with Pike on, on the helm, basically. So it's going to take place after, uh, after, 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 <laughs> uh, Discovery Season 2, but before, uh, Kirk takes over. Uh, Kirk, I 
don't know if he's going to be a part of this show. He might. There were there have been rumors that he's going to be like a lieutenant or something on the Enterprise, but mm. uh, there's there's nothing confirmed yet. You know, I wondered. I thought for a moment that after Infinity War and after DC tried to Warner Brothers tried to give DC their whole universe and it, you know, to much mixed success. Although they have been kind of correcting course a bit with some solid standalone films, even though it still seems a bit shaky or whatever. I I, I thought, you know, for a while it might the oh yeah that was me. Um, I thought for a while maybe we have reached peak superhero films and Hollywood would kind of start to calm down. I mean, Marvel's still going to go nonstop no matter what to infinity and beyond. But as far as, you know, superhero films in general, the, I felt like Hollywood was going to calm down and be like, okay, Marvel's going to do their thing. We're all going to move on to the next trendy thing or whatever. And it's pretty damn clear that now we are in peak connected universe land it doesn't matter what it is whether it's comic books or trek star wars jurassic park now has like spin-offs coming out their ears they have a kids show (laughs) they're gonna have a kids show on netflix or something uh it's already on i think it's on oh yeah it's on netflix it's uh camp jurassic or something like that um amc is uh digging their heels hard into the walking dead um did you watch the the new walking dead show i have not yet no i I think it's recorded on the dvr but that was going to be their uh season 10 finale which was supposed to air like back in march or april i think and then got delayed so they finally aired that i think this past sunday and now it's going to be kind of like a extended season uh, they're gonna take it a quick little break i think through the winter and then they're gonna have more episodes released for an extended season 10 early next year and they announced after that they're gonna have a season 11 like a mega season to close everything out so they're ending the the main show uh with season 11 but it's going to be they're kind of announcing way in advance kind of like game of thrones it's like oh okay this is going to be technically our final season but it's going to be a massive batch of episodes released over the next two years. Yeah, it's a double-sized season, so yeah. it's going to be like 20... It's a double-stuffed Oreo. Yeah, pretty much. Of it's Walking going to be, Dead. It's going to be 20-plus episodes, because the, the Walking Dead isn't usually The Walking Dead like a 10 or 15-episode season, or they yeah, do so full seasons. I think it's a 10 or 15, something like that. They always yeah. take that winter break, and that always throws me off, but I think yeah. it's roughly about 10, 15, or whatever. So but they're going to do the double season, and then uh, they're going to have, like, 20, 22, 24 episodes, and then they're going to have the, like, two-hour finale. So it's going to be, like, four movies worth of Walking Dead before the finale, the final finale. Yeah. And then not only that, but you have Fear is still going on. Fear the you Walking Dead still going the, 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 the movie coming out with... Uh, uh, Rick Grimes. Rick Grimes. Andrew Lincoln. Yeah, which is actually a trilogy. A trilogy. Uh, apparently. No, yeah, yeah. So they did. <laughs> oh, and, and, also, and also a spinoff, kids show. Well, not a kids show, but it's like the younger generation that has grown up in the, yeah. you know, post, in the, you know, Walking Dead land. Though they did um, say that that's a limited to your uh, two season event. So it's yeah, not going to be like an ongoing thing. Yeah, they're kind of mapping everything out like marvel now they're they're 
they in fact i think they just released the first episode of that one along the same night with the season finale or or that season 10 episode so they started that and that's going to be a bridge into the rick grimes trilogy eventually oh so he's going to find these kids and he's going to have to mentor these kids yeah, and I haven't, that's how it's going to tie in. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Well, I know they're they're talking a lot about. I again, I haven't watched it yet. I'm trying to avoid spoilers as best as I can, but I have seen little bits that um, they're getting more into that some sort of like militaristic group that is kind of got their eyes and ears everywhere. They've been there's been little hints of them in the main series uh, for quite some time now, but now they're going all in, and I think that's where the, this group of kids or teenagers, or whatever originate they're a part of that group um and that's i don't know how long it's been since you followed the series the main series but that's where okay well that's where rick grimes got taken away that's when andrew lincoln left the show and it just left on a cliffhanger just a loose thread basically for to continue in those movies so it'll all bridge together for their uh zombie infinity war i guess (laughs) Uh, and then back to the original talk topic we were talking about. There's still one other Star Trek show coming oh out. <laughs> what? What else? Star Trek 32, dealing with uh, st- Section 32. I don't know if you remember it, but it's it's been like a boogeyman that's popped up in uh, virtually all of the Star Treks. And to be fair, Star Trek has always been a connected universe. They've just never had this many shows on at once. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most they ever had was. Uh, two on at one time but three within a, a close i think the so they had next gen end and uh deep space, deep space nine, nine was on for the last two years of next gen and then as soon as next gen ended star trek voyager premiered Kicked off, so yeah. that was the most they had uh but yeah so star trek 32 is is section 32 and they're the like the secret organization, the secret police behind the Federation. They're the guys that, uh, when Julian Bashir came out that he was uh, a metahuman or a, 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 not a metahuman, how do they, uh, genetically modified human. They were the ones that was in, that, that investigated that. And that whole group of other genetically modified, like that think tank of people that he had on those like couple of episodes, they, that was Section 32 that did that. Um, I think there was a couple of TNG Section 32 episodes. I'm not sure. It was mentioned in Voyager a couple of times. And then uh, in Discovery, it pay, played a big big part of Season 2. So hmm. there, was, there was more of that in Season 2 of Discovery. So it's, it's, Section 32 is the shadow organization that's been in the Federation since its beginning. I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I played the Mass Effect trilogy but there is that shadow organization. There's always a shadow organization yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Any, Some anytime militaristic. There's a, anytime there's a futuristic society, there's always a shadow organization behind it. Yeah. With some mad scientists or some extra military power or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, God, that's a lot of Trek. That I is don't... a lot of Trek. And and there's still talk. There's still talk of a J.J. Abrams Trek uh, uh, not the the J. There's still talk of a JJ Universe Trek movie still coming out. Yeah, and there's yeah. also rumors that uh, they might have a couple of the uh, JJ Universe guys appear on Strange New Worlds as sort of a mirror universe type thing. Mm-hmm. 
So that's been rumored as well. I, I would like to see just at least one more of the, the JJ uh, crew movies. That would, I mean, because that would be number four. They've, they've, they've paid their dues. Like they should just be having fun now and like time traveling and saving whales and shit. Like yeah, that's, exactly. that's what you do when you get to four. Just, just, I've said it, I don't know how many times, just give the writing to Simon Pegg, let him go wild. Let him just make a crazy, wacky Star Trek in out in the middle of nowhere on a mission that that's not save the Federation. That's just because that's that every single one of the uh, every single one of the three movies so far have been. If we don't succeed, the entire Federation is doomed. Mm-hmm. No, we don't want that. We just want a crazy, fun Star Trek where the Enterprise doesn't get destroyed for fuck's sake. Exactly. Let yeah. the Not, ship survive. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's the same thing with comic book movies and stuff. Like, it's. It, it, I. I mean, I love the crap out of all of Marvel and everything. But if every single movie, the stakes are, th- if we don't stop this, the world explodes or something, then it. You know, it's. It just gets so old hat so fast. Like that's what when they started getting into things like Ant Man, where it was. Like, granted, we don't want this big bad weaponry getting in, you know, the wrong hands or whatever, but it felt like such a smaller story in that big world. It's like, okay, it's not this entire city will be destroyed or the whole universe will be destroyed or whatever. It's just like, oh, this guy is trying to protect his little broken family and uh, and save the day in this in this little small section of that world. You know, or, or a lot of people gave, uh, uh, there was a lot of mixed reviews uh, to Guardians 2, because it was a smaller story, kind of, you know, just about, like, Peter and his father's more emotional story. And then by the end, it kind of got, you know, universe stopping and everything. But for the most oh, part, it was, it felt R. very... R.I.P. Yondu. Yeah. Oh, man. R.I.P. Mary yeah. Poppins. <laughs> Mary that Poppins, the... y'all. I, I, so I recently did my whole Marvel rewatch, uh, mm-hmm. and there was two fucking moments that got me balling like a little baby and it was yondu's death when uh when the not not just his death but when the ravagers show up and start doing the the ravager fireworks uh yeah and then tony stark at the end of course yeah that'd get me, that'd get me good ah feels the feels. Uh, i am excited for michael rooker and all of james gunn's good old pals in the next Suicide Squad. I know they, they haven't really shown us much of anything. No, except... the only thing they showed us is the ginormous cast of characters yeah. that are in this. There's it's like, what, 20 people, 20, like, named villains that yeah. are in the, the Suicide Squad? Yeah, it's bonkers. It's I, I just know it's going to be magical and clearly the studio has his backing because um or or clearly he has the studio's backing excuse me um because he was at a sheer boredom in quarantine james gunn wrote a 10 episode series for john cena's character and struck a deal with i think it's going to be on hbo max so they've already got a spinoff greenlit even before the movie kicks off which is hilarious and of course it's john cena uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah it's gonna be fun uh speaking of again going back into the whole dc and and hbo max actually i did finally watch meg and i both fell in love with the harley quinn series 
and we're so so thankful that after much fan pushing online they uh, greenlit season three through hbo max it was originally it was on that dc whatever their streaming platform was which deflated and they've been pushing all their content over to hbo max now right yeah the dc universe and it's basically canned i don't know if the service still exists for the comic book side of things because that because it was the whole mixed universe for for dc that was where everything dc was supposed to be located but now all of the shows have all been migrated either to uh to the the arrowverse or on to hbo max yeah well things are still shaky in uh you know our uh the year of our lord covid uh we're definitely seeing uh, a bit of a animation renaissance because that's uh you know the type of project that is easier to keep on going oh and, yeah everybody yeah. is pushing for animation right now like yeah. every major studio said get every animated show that you possibly can out right now yeah for sure um i've been excited uh waiting for there's one that I told you about that me and Meg also love, uh, Final Space, which was originally on, I think it bounced networks a few times, but the last uh, season was on uh, TBS, and they are working on their season three now, I believe. And I just saw a, um, uh, I follow the creator on uh, Instagram, and he, he shared uh, some teaser art for season three. Very reminiscent of uh, actually the Age of Ultron, teaser art where they're all getting swarmed by Ultron's drones or whatever. Oh, by the way, good. That movie was better than people said it was. I know that one was heavily criticized and there's everybody said that was the worst of the uh, Avengers movies. Age after, of Ultron, yeah. after rewatching it, it was pretty damn good. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. the, the what's his fucking name? Uh, the villain uh, that played Ultron. Oh, uh, James Spader, James Spader. <laughs> James Spader. Yeah. He was so fucking amazing as the voice of Ultron. That was oh, perfect. Yeah. James Spader is he he's good at playing ultimate douche. Exactly. <laughs> even ro- even robot ultimate douche. <laughs> yeah, so right. sorry, continue about yeah. the which is funny because uh, he played also so well the dorky science guy in um in Stargate, which is what yeah. I always remembered him, you know, beloved as, you know, that as from childhood. It's like, "Oh, yeah, it's Daniel. Daniel, that was Daniel. his name." And, in Stargate. Loved it. And then next thing you know, like, you know, 20 years later, he's the douche guy who takes over for Steve Carell in The Office and douchebot McGee in Age of Ultron. And then that Blacklist show I've never seen, but I've always Blacklist, heard good stuff about he's it. like a, a douchey, like, detective or something like that. Boston Legal, he's a douchey lawyer. So, so basically, you either die the hero or live long enough to become the douche. <laughs> Uh, oh god so well you kind of touched on the arrowverse and that is one of those things one of those connected worlds that has been pretty damn rocky lately i mean i still love it i still love watching it but a bunch of shakeups kind of happened all in uh close proximity of one another well Um, mostly due to covid but also because of her family situation her pregnancy with a new kid but uh Supergirl, unfortunately, is done. Yeah. We get um, uh, one final season with Supergirl, and I think it's even, they said it might be a short season. Oh, wow. Yeah, Melissa Ben... How do you pronounce her last name? Benoist? Uh, Benoist, I think it is. 
Yeah. But yeah, that's that one's a bummer. That was one I really liked. I mean, I, I still advocate uh, the just consolidating everything into one Justice League show, just like the cartoons, just like the Bruce Timm cartoons back in the day. So you could just have, you know, the actors kind of freed up time. They don't have to spend so much time dedicating. Wow, your cat's going insane. <laughs> yeah, this is a playtime of night for them. So they're chasing each other around the, the apartment right now. That's funny. That's Rabbits I, get crazy around this time, too. Yeah, I keep looking around because I keep hearing weird noises that don't sound like any of their toys, and I just have to make sure they... Because they have this big water jug, and when they get into this mode, they don't uh, care about what they run into. And I just have to keep an eye to make sure they don't knock over their water jug and spill water everywhere. <laughs> um, well, what, what was I saying? Well, this has been always to uh, um, announce, well, I mean... The whole team announced that the uh, Supergirl's going to get one last season six, and they'll be done. Flash is still going strong. However, there was the unfortunate canning of, I don't remember the actor's name, but the guy who is um, Elastic Man. Didn't he have some un- what, uh, like unfortunate Twitter posts or, or something? Yeah, the uh, that old chestnut. The comic actor who, in his heyday, said some uh, you know shock humor, and those things resurfaced and uh, do not bode well for a guy who's on a, a pretty family-friendly superhero show. So, so he's gone, and he was right in the middle of like season the hell season are they on now seven or something he was a big it was like his big storyline where he kind of meets a, a love of his life or or kind of uh, on again off again uh rogue of their whole their group I, I don't remember her name off the top of my head now but uh but yeah they're going to somehow write around that i don't know how but that was are they going to continue to use the footage they already shot i don't know maybe (laughs) we'll see i mean if they've already filmed half the season that would that would be a lot of reshoots they'd have to do yeah Um, oh that's what i was saying about i'd still advocate that it's the the universe has been running long enough where they could just consolidate all these shows into a single justice league show so you could have like the arrow team doing this stuff you know uh every now and again you could have the flash team you could check in with all these different teams every once in a while and then maybe occasionally have the big group meet up so you know freeze up the actors for other projects they don't have to be like stuck doing 14 hour days or whatever seven days a week you know non-stop you know trying to produce those 24 episodes or whatever a year um, you could have your uh, your 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 Arrowverse lower decks where it's just the teams together <laughs> just, just the b squad yeah without the heroes um <laughs> just the sidekicks yeah but yeah you were saying now uh they the dc streaming service was just pushing their stuff out elsewhere and they uh put swamp thing in the lineup for the cw i guess coming this next year they're basically just going to re-air it i guess the one season i don't know if that's because there's possibilities of there being more uh, i i still haven't watched the swamp thing season the the one season but i heard amazing things about it and everybody was just um shocked that it was canceled and then it was revealed that it was due to tax reasons they were filming in georgia i believe or something and they were expecting some sort of tax breaks for the, to cover the production and that fell through and they just canned the whole show yeah i think it's just money i think it's just to get more eyeballs on the show to generate more funds to pay pay for it basically right. i don't know if there's a chance for revival at it but uh 
uh, I know like even even the the Spectrum originals that 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 uh, a certain cable company that's putting out that uh, shall not be named. Uh, uh, they're like selling the, those shows that they put out and they're re-airing those just because nobody fucking watched them because if you oh, only put out a show on one cable service specifically with no advertisement anywhere else other than on your cable service, nobody's going to watch it. So like the, the Jessica Alba, Gabrielle Union show, uh, LA's Finest. LA's Finest, they, yeah. They sold the rights to uh, Fox so they could re-air it. So mm. Fox is airing the, the first season of that. And oh, I think they're doing the same thing with the... Um, was it the the Mad About You that they, they put out? like? A, oh, a yeah, the Mad About You revival, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, we are definitely in no shortage of TV... God, I can't even think of everything that Meg and I have binged since the beginning of the year. Shit's Creek, which is amazing if you haven't watched it. Finally watched The Good Place. That was that was fantastic, and all four seasons of that are on Netflix now. We went through all ten seasons of Adventure Time from start Damn. to finish. Yeah, that was definitely we started that one. That was one of the first ones we started, especially when quarantine hit, and you know everything was kind of again getting kind of dark and dreary like you just scroll through the the headline doom scrolling as the kids say <laughs> just uh you know non-stop glued to your phone and just reading the depressing news about COVID or whatever you're just like god i need some and you just need to be in a happy place for a while so that became our happy place adventure time we watch a few episodes right before bed every night and that definitely helps chill you out <laughs> that's been my audiobooks is is has been my happy place like this year alone, I've listened to The Martian, the all of the Harry Potter books, Lord of the Rings. Wow. What else? Like a couple of Star Wars novels. And I've listened to them multiple times simply just because that's I need the like decompression right at the end of my day mm. to be able to fall asleep. Yeah. Like you, you need to get that shit out of your the, the COVID and the politics out of your mind. Otherwise your brain just never shuts up. Yeah, you need a cleanse. You need a, <laughs> you need a basically a, a TV, heavy dose of fiber, to uh, to push out all the bad. <laughs> you you, you need lighthearted day. Harry Potter without the transphobia. Yeah, <laughs> jeez, yeah. Oh, on the flip side, we just finished. I, I told you you should check out Corporate on Comedy Central. Three short seasons, actually, even the third season's like a half. It's like six episodes. But that is a fantastic show. If you've ever loved, you know, Office Space, if you live the Office Space life like me and Todd do, this is your show. A bit, a bit more dark and depressing, but also hysterical. Just, just watch it. If you have Comedy Central, you can, if you, you subscribe to cable, you can watch it all for free on the Comedy Central app. It's good times. We got Mandalorian Season 2 coming. So close. It's so, so close. close. So I close we can taste it. it. Yep. <laughs> uh, we finally seen a, a a glimpse of Rosario Dawson uh, as Ahsoka, um, thanks to some artwork. I think that's supposed to be on the side of a collectible toy or something. Um, I mean, we haven't seen like actual photos or anything yet, but it'll be a good. They times. still haven't officially confirmed that that's the character that she's playing. Oh, they so they did finally. Oh, they did finally? Yeah, for her, uh, for sure. And was it Timothy Oliphant? Yeah, he's in it. 
they have not confirmed his character. People were hinting at him for Boba Fett. But no, no. Um, what's his name? Who played Jango Fett is coming as well, I believe. Manu Bennett, I think, is his name. No, you're thinking uh, that's uh, oh, that's Deathstroke from yeah, Deathstroke. Uh, uh, it's another uh, New Zealand actor. What's his name? Starts with a T, I believe. Anyway, they're definitely expanding that whole world, and I like how they're incorporating it along with uh, Filoni's whole animated Tamura, Star Wars universe. Tamura Morrison is his name. Right. Yeah, and they announced the the writers of the episodes. Uh, John Favreau did the majority of them, and uh, there's two notable episodes that Filoni does. So they're thinking that he's the the one doing the Ahsoka episodes. Nice. And then uh, I think uh, what's his name Taika Waititi did another episode this year. I think. Nice. Yeah, that's gonna be good times. Speaking of Taika, Thor Love and Thunder. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Uh, Natalie Portman was interviewed recently, and she kind of let slip, or I don't know if it was supposed to be a secret or not, but they're, it sounds like they're they're pretty closely going to be following the, uh, the Thor comic book story uh, where Jane Foster gets the powers of Thor, but she's actually uh, battling cancer in the comic run. Then is able to you know, you know survive with the powers of Thor and everything. Yeah, which which wouldn't surprise me. I mean, she's had alien, she's had the power, she's had an Infinity Stone in her body. If that didn't give her some side effects, that 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 wouldn't make sense to me. But mm. uh, what I, what I need to know, I think, what the world needs to know is: Are we going to get a fantastic Rocky esque montage? Of Thor getting back in fighting shape. <laughs> of course. And you know it's going to be sparring with Drax. That's that's no. going to be the best part. Drax is going to be his training. <laughs> I, I want to see him climb up a snowy mountain and live in a cabin. And do pull-ups off of the, the beams of the cabin. And then run up to the cliffside and scream, Drago! <laughs> Noob Master 69! <laughs> Uh, yeah. So and I there's guess also pivoting. Oh, sorry. I, Go ahead. I guess we're pivoting over to the Marvel universe. So there has been some casting info leaking out, and there's been some uh, some rumors that have been coming out. So okay. <clears throat> the the major rumors are that Benedict Cumberbatch himself, Bumblebee uh, Cumberbund. <laughs> is going to take the Tony Stark role of the the next couple of phases of the Marvel universe. So well, is he isn't he confirmed for Spider-Man 3? Yeah, he's confirmed for Spider-Man 3. We still have Doctor Strange 2 to come out, but I but he is going to be like the center anchor point for the next phase or two of Marvel and it may be a whole so the Next Doctor Strange movie is confirmed Multiverse of Madness. So mm. a lot of people are speculating that the next phase is completely multiverse oriented. The entire phase, not just Doctor Strange. There are rumors that all three of the recent Spider-Men are going to be in the the next Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man? The Spider-Mans. Yeah. Spider-Mans? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield... 
basically doing their uh, live action Spider Verse, essentially. I'd be down for that. That'd be yeah. cool. I mean, DC's doing their thing with the Flashpoint. They're finally getting that Flash movie together and have confirmed Michael Keaton as. Sorry, I know we were just talking Marvel, but jumping over. Michael Keaton coming back as uh, our 89 beloved Batman. The best and Batman, and the from what they they're saying, it's not some cheap little quick cameo. Like he's an essential part of the story. So there's speculation, like, oh man, are, are we going to see um, Christian Bale pop in there as well? Is there a travel in the multiverse? Don't know. Potentially multiple flashes if they get Grant Gustin to uh, pop in there as our TV Flash, which they did in the um, Crisis, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. yeah. The crisis, and they they got Ezra Miller to pop in there, which apparently was a very last minute deal they cut. And they're just like, uh, hey, you want to come out and film something like tomorrow? It's like, oh my god, yes, now. Yeah, I'm not invested in the DC universe at all, and that still that still got a little squee out of me. Yeah. Anytime, anytime they do that kind of thing, it, I, I appreciate that. I would still love like maybe maybe it hits so big and audiences love it so much they're like, hey, uh, you want to come back for a Batman Beyond movie? <laughs> and uh, be crotchety old Bruce Wayne to some kid. That would be amazing. Yes, that, yes, please. That would be fantastic. But yeah, that does make sense, the multiverse stuff. I, I know they're getting into the the much weirder stuff with... Um, WandaVision. WandaVision, yeah. And that is scheduled to come out in December, so that's the next thing that's coming up for the, the Marvel side. We're okay, finally so getting something Marvel-related this year. So they were actually able to finish it. That's good. Yeah. So it, it's coming out. There have Dang. been there has been a push to instead of so the the Black Widow movie was moved to May of next year, but there has been a push from internal Disney to actually get that released on Disney Plus. I, don't I know if saw that. Do the premium fee that they did for Mulan, which kind of really backfired on them, hmm. but. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm okay if they want to do a premium fee for certain movies. Yeah, for sure. It makes sense. Uh, um, I mean, it could all be rumors or hearsay, just fan speculation, or it could be actual insider talk. But I saw headlines saying that Disney is trying to push uh, and get it out on streaming as soon as possible. But they are being blocked by Kevin Feige, who still is adamant to have it in theaters. Patty... Patty Jenkins, Jenkins. Who directed, yeah. who's directing Wonder Woman. She's uh, of the same mindset. She she doesn't want to uh, just go straight to digital. She's going to hold out for theaters and has been very vocal uh, among some of the very vocal people out of Hollywood saying, like, we have to save theaters because it's, it's going to be pretty sad times if they're going to start closing up shop. I know, uh, uh, is it Cine, Cinemark? That uh, owns Regal. They're, they shuttered all their places. I don't know if that's permanent or if they're just for now we're closing up shop. Uh, they said it's going to be for a minimum of six months to a year. I think it well, was. I just saw AMC is now offering... They're basically renting out theaters for 100 bucks for private parties. And you can have up to 20 people, I believe. So... I mean, even if you just had, again, depends on how comfortable you, how comfortable you are opening up your quarantine bubble. I mean, maybe some people listening to this don't give a shit, but, yeah. um, you know, if you're cautious, like, you know, me and Meg have been, if you, uh, even if you had like another couple that, that you uh, know that you trust, a couple of friends, 
if you had four people in there, then each of your tickets would be 25 bucks. And, you know, I, you can sit as far away as you want and you got the whole place to yourselves. So I think it's a per person thing. So it's not it's not 99 flat. I think it's 99 per person and there's a minimum. Yeah. Per person? That's ridiculous. I think I think there, there's there, there's some catches to it. I don't think it's just that. But mm. still, like the idea of being able to go into your own private theater and watch whatever the fuck you want that's on their approved list. Yeah. And, and then possibly, possibly play some like Mario Kart or something. That would be <laughs> on rad. On a big screen. That, that would, would be, be fucking amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing that is alive and kicking and not going anywhere anytime soon are the drive-ins. Uh, we're getting... Which is amazing. I can't believe they're coming back, which That's... It, I love it. It's pretty fantastic. I mean, it's like, I, I get it's sad that, you know, the, the big movie houses are, um, you know, in some dire straits. I mean, they kind of, they, they were even before COVID because everybody's got a big screen TV at home. Everybody's got streaming services up the wazoo. Like, it takes a lot. It takes a big blockbuster movie, like a Marvel movie, to get people to even bother to go out to the theaters and even then they make most of their money off of you know popcorn and concessions and stuff so i don't know that's so, but you know it's not like it's the end times i mean things will just evolve and change and in this case just a wacky sort of thing that nobody expected to see coming drive-ins or seeing a revival and you know we went even meg and i like drive-in events not just movies meg and i went to hollywood babylon's uh, 10th anniversary show uh, thank you to my amazing sister who got me the ticket <laughs> for my birthday. Yeah, they, they loaded up people. You know, I mean, you just show up in and drive in, in your cars. And it seemed like we we're at first we were like, how is this going to work? Like they, they usually do, you know, their live podcast tapings at, at um, you know, at uh, the Brea Improv or, you know, they're like improv theaters and stuff or venues. You're in your cars don't really hear people laughing or whatever but they went out there ralph garman and kevin smith and they did their thing they were recording over by like the concession stand and bathrooms or whatever they just like set up a little booth <laughs> thing for them and a little table and mics and projected themselves onto the big screen and then you just chilled out in your car with your snacks and whatever just watched the show and you could hear enough of the laughter coming out of cars and people just kind of honk their horns as applause and it worked it actually worked <laughs> They've done that. They've done, um, I mean, people have done like, like, like live concerts, quote unquote, live concerts at drive-ins, uh, movie uh, screenings, classic movie screenings everywhere. They've, they've been having the Dodger games. Uh, you can go to Dodger stadium and in the parking lot, they've had, they've had a big screen set up that you can watch the Dodger games from your car too. So they've been doing that for, for baseball as well. That's rad. We are actually going to go. There's a drive-in, probably 20, 30 minutes out from us, but not too far. Oh, Torrance. Thank you, Meg. I've geeked out on you about uh, Joe Bob, right? On Shudder? Mm, oh, yeah, yeah. You did, I think, the last time we did the podcast. or the, yeah. the oh, We did the test one. run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs is a, basically a horror movie host. So if you subscribe to Shudder horror movie streaming service if you don't you should check it out it's i think it's worth the price just for him essentially like kind of like an elvira or whatever like you you watch a movie along with him he you know they take breaks and instead of cutting to a commercial or whatever they cut to him in this little like trailer park drive-in setting and he's just telling you 
you know, behind the scenes stuff about the movie or the significance of it. And it's everything from like nice, like horror movie classics, like Hellraiser and stuff, even to like weird, obscure B movies. But he does shine an awesome light on all of them. Like even if it's like some weird B movie that maybe has horrible acting or horrible effects or something, he kind of goes into the, the depth of it. It's like, here's why this is important for horror cinema and beyond and everything. It's pretty cool. So he is doing a live drive-in event, Joe Bob's Haunted Drive-In. He's doing a little drive-in tour. They've only posted a couple nights at the end of October, but I think they're going to do uh, more nights if it uh, if they get enough sales. But they're having people submit little indie horror films. Uh, nice. Just they're, they're yeah they're just locally locally sourced <laughs> artisanal indie horror films, and they're just gonna do a little horror movie night screening, and they'll be hosting it at the drive-in on the big screen. They'll be there, you know, signing autographs, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. We're gonna go. Uh, uh, oh yeah, and they said there uh, at some point there's gonna be a zombie invasion. <laughs> so. Kind of like Not Scary Farm, whatever, where you got the, the actors like running around as zombies or just out there scaring you with noisemakers. Apparently, at some point during the event, the whole, like, the cars are going to be flooded with zombie people. So, sounds like it's going to be fun times. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's the end of things, but it's not the end of things. Or it's the end and the beginning of new cool shit. It's, so. it's, it's an adjustment. An adjustment. Yeah. <laughs> A pivot. <laughs> yeah, a pivot. It's like yeah. the uh, the Stranger Things drive-in experience. I want to do that so bad. Stranger Things. Like, yeah. So there's a, a so Stranger the Netflix and Stranger Things have developed a, a sort of a drive-through experience. It's supposed to take like about twenty minutes. Um, you you basically drive through Starcourt Mall, and <laughs> nice. and the the attack of the the mind flare. Uh, there's like character. There's characters walking around doing things. There's jump scares and all kinds of stuff. But you're it's driving like drive through. through haunted house, basically. Exactly. Yes. That's cool. I want to do it so bad, but the tickets are like a hundred bucks per car. Oh, yeah. That's for like twenty minutes. That's yeah. Hmm. Oh, well, I mean, I'm sure it'd be fun. Uh, but yeah. Oh, hello. I think I've lost you. Hello, hello. Oh, I hear something. Ah, uh, uh, there you are. There I you are. I see you again. Yeah. Yeah, my internet has been really spotty lately. Mm. Damn you, unnamed cable company. <laughs> well, we're just about, we're just past uh, an hour here, so I think that's uh, the internet gods telling us to shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything else that we had on the on the list of things to talk about before we go? A uh, random smattering of stuff, a uh, random smattering of headlines. Let's see. You want to do we, a, fire, talked... a, a rapid fire round like we rapid used to do? Rapid fire round. Yeah, let me see. Uh, what did we do? We talked about what we binged in quarantine a little bit. Uh, Mando season two is nigh. It's very fucking nigh. So excited. Cyberpunk 2077 is so fucking close. I can taste it. <sighs> Stop it. I want to... Uh, video games, I, I have made a vow to myself that I will not splurge on more video games until i finish the stack that i have here i finally breath of the wild has been my entire quarantine and i finally about a week ago i got to the end like i i've done everything every side quest everything and i wasn't i yes and i wasn't quite ready for it to end so i bought the damn dlc 
and <laughs> now uh, I, I haven't even had time to play it. I've been working all day, so Meg's been playing it. Um, I'm proud, you're you're a hundred percent completion gamer. Yeah, I think I'm I'm really curious uh, what my playtime is because I think my record was for Dragon Age Inquisition, and that was like two hundred something hours. Um, I checked it with with oh. Breath of the Wild, but two hundred hours. Wow, that's uh, that's nothing at all. Oh yeah, I'm talking to like Mr. <laughs> former WoW addict. Did did I see a post earlier that you just got back into WoW? Yeah, because there's a you new just, expansion coming out. You just picked m- up the pipe again. I, I did, but the funny thing is, I've actually been looking over my entire Steam library and looking at a couple of the things. So this number is going to sound insanely crazy, but there's another game that I play that I probably played more hours. This is probably close to about the same or maybe more than I played WoW. But uh, Steam, State of Decay. No, this is Dota 2. Dota 2. That was the other yeah. one you used to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So can you hazard a guess into the unfathomably large number of hours that I've put into this game? 3,000 hours. Higher. <laughs> 8,000. Yeah. Just just under 8,000 hours. I think it was at 7,900 hours or something like that. You could have written the great American novel. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple. I could have I, I could have written like the wheel of time. You could you could be a James Patterson by now. <laughs> oh granted, my god. Granted a lot of it is idle time, but not all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh my Breath of the Wild numbers are kind of skewed because um I would start I would boot it up uh thinking that I would play for the day and then I got busy with other things. I got busy with work <laughs> and i thought and i would set it aside and as opposed to turning it off i would set it aside for my break or something and then forget about it and so the numbers have gone ridiculous but. yeah I, I like i play other games and it would still be running in the background or i'd go take a nap and fall asleep for six hours and it'd still be running on my computer all the time yeah. so it, it it is inflated probably 20 or 30 percent and then there's queue times between matches sometimes that can be like up to 20 minutes between matches so i'll be browsing reddit or playing something else yeah. but uh still that's an insane fucking number and then <laughs> on top of that like my wow numbers are probably also close to that as well and then if you go back in time the original mmo that i started with way back in the 90s when i was still a youngster Ashron's call I remember that being like similar numbers. I remember my slash played time on one of my characters was like 470 days. And I haven't even played that game in like 20 years. Hmm. I had a moment of weakness where I started looking at gaming PCs with all the flashy RGB lights and everything. (laughs) I figured if I was going to go, I'm like, I'm going to go all out with the next one. I mean, mine is, I think my current... PC. I haven't upgraded it since like at least five years. I remember playing Arkham Knight, and it could barely run. <laughs> well, to be fair, uh, that game was garbage when it was released. Like, it was a bit nobody, buggy. Yeah. Nobody um, could play that. Wasn't that the one that they actually stopped selling for like two months because it was so fucking buggy? To clean it up, I think they did a little bit. Doom 2016. I had to keep that on low settings. 
because <laughs> my crap graphics card. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I'm not ready to pull the trigger yet. Like I said, I'm going to try to get through the stack of games I, I have. And I'm, I'm getting through it slowly but surely I am. But yeah, next time it's just going to be all out. It's going to be, I'm, I'm going to be the fry gift. Shut up and take my money. I'm not wasting any time trying to build it myself. I want professional hands on it. Come on, just, don't you want to play Baldur's Gate 3 right now? Baldur's Gate, no. <laughs> if any, you, I, I'm really you not a Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 2 player? No, I never did. I, oh, I've, okay. As far as like fantasy stuff, I've been, uh, well, ever since uh, this earlier this summer, I don't remember what gaming convention it was or what event it was, but they started, <laughs> it, it's ridiculous to say, okay, they finally officially confirmed Dragon Age 4, but I mean, we've already knew, knew it was coming for years now, for like five years. But ever since all that news came out and they started releasing little teaser art and tidbits and, and whatnot, I've been itching to play Inquisition again and rack up another 200 plus hours. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'll pull the trigger eventually. Do it. And then get 2077. 2077. Cyberpunk. Oh, Cyberpunk. Yeah, for sure. Is that is that all? Is that going to be PC and uh, Xbox yeah. and PlayStation? All, all, all systems. Yeah. I am so I'm I'm hoping I don't have to upgrade my rig. My rig is on the verge of being needing upgrades, but so far I haven't had any problems with anything uh, lately. And Baldur's Gate the three that just came out has been like a resource hog for some people, and so far I can run it for like at a stable hundred plus FPS. Hmm. So I'm hoping twenty seven seven comes out that uh, I won't need to upgrade my video card. When you have games, when you have all platform games come out that you're interested in, do you just default to PC or do you have, are there certain games, certain franchises where you prefer a PlayStation or Xbox controller or... Default PC. Default PC. So earlier, actually last year, Borderlands 3 came out. I don't know. Are you a Borderlands player at all? Did you play Borderlands? I actually own it in my Steam library. <laughs> I think didn't I, I buy that one yet. for you? Actually, I think I, I bought that one for you so we could play co-op. <laughs> and we never did. And we never did. Okay, so sounds legit. <laughs> it's a it's like a a, a Diablo style shooter. So it's hmm. a it's a loot and loot and shoot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've seen action of it. I'm aware of it. I just I have not done it myself. I am. I, I uh, originally it came out as an exclusive on the Epic Game Store for PC, but you could also pick it up on uh, PlayStation. Well, I am a big anti-Epic Game Store person. Um, there's a whole story behind it. Uh, they're partially owned by Tencent, and like they have some bad business practices that I don't care for, so I refuse to support their store. Gotcha. But, um, and so that's I another. A... Oh, sorry, go ahead. It's a it's a it's another it's a competitor to Steam basically. Yeah. So again, a, another they're trying to do the exclusive thing yeah. and just annoy the shit out of gamers. So you have to subscribe to their service to. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I ended up picking it up on uh, PlayStation, and I don't generally do like full on shooters on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, because I haven't done like shooters on console since I was a teenager young 20s and so i picked that one up and i was fucking awful <laughs> like i couldn't hit the broadside of a barn on controller <laughs> like i tried playing it i got maybe four hours into it and i just said 
fuck this because I kept running out of ammo. Like I was literally constantly out of ammo because I couldn't hit anything. And this is a game that literally throws ammo at you. Like it jokes about how much ammo it throws at you constantly. And I was out of ammo all the time. So I, I have given up. I will no longer purchase like first person shooters. Like I'll still do like, specific title rpgs on 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 that or racing or sports games on console but uh, i'm done with shooters <laughs> mm-hmm. my my old boomer hands can't take uh, shooters <laughs> anymore i i don't think i've even done any uh first person shooters on on console i mean there's like third person kind of action adventure ones, you know, things like Uncharted even, or The Last of Us or whatever. And Even uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, like when I first played it the first time through, mm-hmm. like I noticed my my reaction times on the, the controller were not not, a, not up to my liking, but because it was sort of a third person sort of like dodge this, shoot, run away, dodge, fight kind yeah. of game, I was able to, to, to muddle my way through. Uh, I think that is part of the learning curve of Horizon Zero Dawn, though. I remember Meg played through Horizon Zero Dawn within last year, and she had a lot of trouble to start, then eventually got through it and loved the shit out of it. Because it's an amazing game. Yeah, it it started giving her tendonitis again, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it, because, like, just recently, like, playing... I don't remember what I was playing on my PlayStation, because I don't play much on the PlayStation anymore, but my hands were hurting... Yeah, there's certain games that depending on the controls, if you're, because see, Meg's the the kind of gamer that she has a tendency to the claw, yeah, to grip extra hard on the controller, and she was telling me with because Breath of the Wild, she didn't have a problem, but because of the difference of the control scheme or something about Horizon Zero Dawn specifically, the certain buttons that you had to hold down, you had to in order to. In order to make the character run, you have to hold the left joystick down and then press it in the direction you want the character to oh, go. Oh, yeah. I hate that. I hate so, that. So, continuously holding that button down for hours at a time yeah. just created a whole new problem in my arm. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. rough. Yeah, mm-hmm. Any game that does that, fuck that game. I hate, I hate when <laughs> games do that. that. That's one of the worst control schemes. Yeah. But... It's still, other than that, it's still a brilliant game. Yeah. And I do plan on picking it up on PlayStation once, or on PC once the price drops a little. Yeah. That way I can play it through again. Uh, I just need to take a year off that. See, everybody else, or not everybody else, but so many people quarantined and actually had quarantine time, of, like actual downtime. But uh, I've just but been no, working away. <laughs> you decided to use all your quarantine time for overtime. Yeah, well, you know, it does keep uh, a roof over my head, yep. um, especially in California. <laughs> yep, I know you're in the same boat as me. I think we pay roughly equivalent rents right about now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, man. I just need to uh, just need to find me a sugar mama and uh, <laughs> stay home, and play video games for a while. Don't we all no. have Meg go out and find your, your your group of sugar mama? She's got more <laughs> appeal than you do. <laughs> i'll get her on it all right guys uh we uh better call it we're uh, about an hour and 20 here we hope you've enjoyed the return of the getting off topic podcast hopefully there will be more to come 
Don't even know what's. Come. Yeah, I don't even know what uh, if any schedule we're gonna do this on. Uh, but I think Friday nights work. Well, I'll probably be publishing this on like Sunday Saturday or Monday, or maybe. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, yeah, we are back, and uh, and we will be back to be in your ears for the foreseeable future, like the radio personalities of the post-apocalypse. We we are Galaxy News Radio. <laughs> Three dogs. Three dogs. <laughs> yeah. All right. How did we used to sign this off? I don't remember. Oh. We were Stay Frosty. Stay Frosty. <laughs> <laughs> Adios.